This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness, and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. Thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you and continuing on a sharing this week about the life of Joseph of Arimathea. And we encourage you to look at the scriptures, four specific scriptures that speak of Joseph of Arimathea. It's in Matthew 27, Mark 15, Luke 23, and John chapter 19. So rather than repeat them again, which we've done for the past two days, we just want you to look at those verses, because those are the only four times we read of Joseph of Arimathea. And to sum up these verses you will find that Joseph of Arimathea was a wealthy man. He was a disciple of Jesus, but according to the Gospel of John, he was a secret disciple. He was a member of the Sanhedrin Council. He was a man waiting for the kingdom of God. He was a good and righteous man, and he was fearful of the Jewish people. And that's what we spoke about yesterday, how that we have to come out and be courageous to bring forth the gospel to Jewish people and to all people alike. And we need not to have the fear of man in us, but we need to go forth with the greatest news that we could possibly bring to anyone. And we need to say that Joseph of Arimathea was a rabbi. He was, like you said, on the Sanhedrin council. So the fear of the Jews for him was at that time, the Sanhedrin council, the Pharisees, the Sadducees did not accept Jesus as the Messiah. So they were stoning the believers to death. They were putting in, them in prison and they were torturing them. So that was his fear. And we talked yesterday, yesterday about the comparison of Joseph being courageous with identifying with Jesus' body uh, when, he, when he died on the cross. And, and it looked like what's happening, our Messiah wasn't supposed to die, our hope is over with Joshua when uh, Moses brought the people through the desert, but it was Joshua who was going to bring Israel into the promised land where there were many enemies. And God spoke to Joshua and he said, you must be very strong and very courageous and do not be afraid for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. And we encouraged every listener and our own hearts that we need to be courageous and obey God and follow him and identify with the church today and pray that God redeem and make whole the church and opens up the eyes of our Jewish people 
and uh, brings many Jews to the saving knowledge of Yeshua as Jesus, Jesus as the Messiah. It's so true, Junie, and perhaps one of the biggest reasons, perhaps one of the major obstacles that most people have in their lives is that they're fearful of what other people will say, and that hinders them from manifesting the living God within them through the power of the Holy Spirit. There's an interesting proverb that speaks about this. We find it in Proverbs chapter 29, verse 25. Very simple, clear, precise words. The fear, the fear of man brings a snare, but he who trusts in the Lord is safe. And I pray that you are no longer or will no longer be fearful of man because that's a snare. You're trapped. And that doesn't allow you to demonstrate the newness of life that's within you, whether it's uh, Jewish people or whether whatever faith they might be in or whatever religion they're following, or if they're even uh, atheists. We need to allow the life that's within us to come and not be fearful of what man says, but replace the fear of man with a great reverence, the fear of God to be in our life. So we want to look at a very important chapter in the Gospel of John because that's exactly what happened to this young man, or I should say to a Jewish family, who had a son and he was born blind from earth. So if you have your Bible, follow with us in John chapter 9. All right, I hope you're with us and we're going to read it together as soon as I find John chapter 9. All right, John 9, beginning at verse 1. And he passed by, and as he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he should be born blind? Jesus answered, It was neither that this man sinned nor his parents but it was in order that the works of God might be displayed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me, as long as it is day. Night is coming when no man can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said this, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle and applied the clay to his eyes, and said to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is translated sent. And so he went away and washed and came back seeing. The neighbors, therefore, and those who previously saw him as a beggar were saying, Is not this the one who used to sit and beg? Others were saying, This is he. Still others were saying, No, but he is like him. He kept saying, I am the one. Therefore, when they were saying to him, How then were your eyes opened? He answered the man who is called Jesus. He answered, The man who is called Jesus made clay anointed my eyes and said to me, Go to Siloam and wash. So I went away and washed, and I received sight. And they said to him, Where is he? He said, I do not know. Then he brought to the Pharisees him who was formerly blind. Now it was Sabbath, on the day when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. Again, therefore, the Pharisees also were asking him how he received the sight. And he said to them, He applied clay to my eyes, and I wash, and I see. Therefore some of the Pharisees were saying, This man is not from God, because he does not keep the Sabbath. But others were saying, How can a man who is a sinner perform such sins? And there was a division among them. 
They said, therefore, to the blind man, What do you say about him, since he opened your eyes? And he said, He is a prophet. The Jews, therefore, did not believe it of him, that he had been blind and had received sight, until they called the parents of the very one who had received his sight, and questioned them. And they were saying, Is this your son, whom you say was born blind? Then how does he see now? His parents answered them and said, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind. But how he now sees, we do not know. Or what opened his eyes, we do not know. Ask him. He is of age. He shall speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jews. You see, here's the issue. They were afraid of the people that they knew well. It says, For the Jews had already agreed that if anyone should confess him to be Christ, he should be cast out of the synagogue. For this reason his parents said, He is of age, ask him. So a second time they called the man who had been blind and said to him, Give glory to God, we know that this man is a sinner. He therefore answered, Whether he is a sinner I do not know. One thing I do know, that whereas I was blind, now I see. They said, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I told you already and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? You do not want to become his disciples too, do you? They reviled him and said, You are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we do not know where he is from. The man answered and said to them, Well, here is an amazing thing, that you do not know where he is from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not hear sincere. I'm sorry. We know that God does not hear sinners. But if anyone is God-fearing and does his will, he hears him. Since the beginning of time, it has never been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered and said, You were born entirely in sin, and are you teaching us? And they just put him out. Jesus heard that they had put him out, and finding him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered and said, And who is he, Lord, that I may believe in him? Jesus said, You have both seen him, and he is the one who is talking to you now. So he said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. I know we're not going to have too much time today to discuss this portion of Scripture, but we will continue this tomorrow. But Junie, this is such a picture of the condition of so many people afraid to share the good news of Jesus because they have fear of man rather than living with the fear of God in them. And we know also, Shelley, that there was something very deep in that Israel, the first commandment is, thou shalt have no other gods before me. And here was Jesus saying, do you believe that I am the son of man? Now, not only was Jesus the son of man, he was also the son of God. And he became, at that time, the son of man in that he was born through a woman, but his father was God in heaven. But when he was crucified, when Joseph of Arimathea went to get his body and identified with his body, when he was resurrected and uh, the day of Pentecost, when he sent the Holy Spirit, he then became the fullness of of the Son of God, the power of God. And this blind man who couldn't see knew deep within his heart that this man 
was from God because he knew that he was blind and then he saw. And so to understand that the Jews didn't believe that Jesus was the Messiah because the first commandment said, thou shalt have no other gods before me. And Orthodox Jews don't believe because all they know Jesus as is the son of man. But it's interesting that Jesus allowed this man who he healed of his blindness to worship him and we can only worship God. And so Jesus showed in that moment that not he was not only the son of man, he was the son of God. He was God incarnate. He was the Lord God of Israel. And we say it every Friday, Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, that the Lord, thy God, the Lord is one. So if Jesus is the Lord, then he too is the God of Israel. And Arimathea, Joseph of Arimathea, knew it and identified with him without fear. And for the whole body of believers that we're addressing today, we need to be freed from the fear of man and live with a healthy, wholesome fear of God. Father, we thank you, Lord, for who you are. Thank you, Lord. And that we can say, Junie and I could say, as countless number of other millions of believers can say, I was once blind, but now I see. And we attribute that sight to you, Jesus. We pray that in his holy name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.